Dan Perkins Media proudly presents Moms Across America, a program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. Welcome to Moms Across America. This is Vicki Tompkins with my co-host, Annie Ubelis, and we are so, so very happy to be with you today. Let me go ahead and get the commercial out of the way. Get your free constitution at ashbrook.org forward slash constitution. Get it, read it, share it with your children, moms. It's very, very important that we know our rights so that we can stand up for them. Today's show is going to be just a little bit different. We're going to be shooting from the hip, right, Annie? <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> when don't we? Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. Um, you know, something that's happening across our country right now, I think in every state, is school board races. I know here where I live, school board races are a very hot topic. But being the position that I am in, uh, in my volunteer work, I cannot necessarily say vote for this person running for school board vote for that person running for school board so i always encourage people if a person is wanting to um make decisions about your children's education then you need to talk to that person most candidates annie will put out their information how their contact information whether it's email phone number whatever how important do you think it is that moms across America reach out to those people who are running for board seats. I think it's highly important. Uh, we have a local chapter here where I live, but I also encourage people that I know, members of my group, to personally get involved. To If you can't go to a school board meeting, even if you don't have kids, pull it up because most of those meetings are recorded and they're online. Um, I have been to the point where I could not physically go to a school board meeting, but I went online and I had go on and made my comments through Zoom or whatever other service. It's your tax dollars. It's not just your child. It's your whole entire community. And how those dollars are spent affects the community you live in and the quality of your community with the kids that are graduating and joining that community. And I know on the show, we have talked about school boards and school board meetings and, and parents getting engaged in those school board meetings. One of the things that has happened is now... Uh, I think our government is trying to intimidate parents from not going to school board meetings anymore, calling them domestic terrorists, which is a farce. I'll just say that <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, to to put a parent in the same category as a terrorist when they're wanting to know what is happening to their their child's education, first of all, and what is going on in that classroom is is so far from the truth. And it bothers me. And I don't know if you've listened to any of the um, the uh, inquiries uh, in our federal government with some of these people who are involved in, you know, with the FBI talking about these parents are domestic terrorists. I find it appalling that schools would think that they have more authority over a child than the parent. Well, I'm trying to remember the philosopher says uh, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And forgive me, someone out there listening to this is probably going to go, hey, you idiot, it was so-and-so. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I got gray hair, so I get brain farts. Uh, <laughs> but it, 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 we now place 
people in positions of power. And unfortunately, they seem to feel because they're in that position of power, therefore, they know better than the average person. And they mm-hmm. don't take into effect that average person just might happen to know more than they do. Just or why? they may have a, a deeper concern about an issue or subject than they do. And instead of being tolerant, uh, that is the problem with the left. They preach tolerance but fail to weld it. Absolutely. So when a parent or a taxpayer comes forward with an issue or a concern, it's like, well, you don't understand how things work. Okay, if I don't, according to you, explain them to me. And let's see how we can make them work for everyone. But no, no, this is the way it is. That's the way it's always going to be. And that's how I'm going to get elected again. Yeah, and they basically tell you, suck it up, buttercup. We're running the show and you have nothing to say about it. But I think what a lot of parents forget, Annie, is the fact your tax dollars are paying for the type of education that they bring in there. And we've got the CRT and the SCL, and I don't know what they're calling the it DE, today. DEI, uh, yeah, the LBGT oh. agenda. <laughs> I, it, we are being hit by so many different things at once. And if we don't pay attention, it overflows into the local community And that's when people turn around and say, well, it's not worth living here anymore. Let me move somewhere else. And then there goes your town. There goes your city. There goes your county, your parish. So you have to stay engaged if you want to preserve your life. Yes. And it's the proverbial, the grass is always greener on the other side. Well, when you get there, you're still there and it's not greener. So um, you are right. We have to stay engaged. We have to be a part of it. I mean, people call our office all the time. Who should I vote for? How should we vote? I, I can't give you that information. However, I can give you how to get in contact with that individual. I, and I hate saying this. And moms, forgive me, but this is fact. I'm not saying this is true for everyone. But I think as a society, we have gotten lazy. We don't want to take the effort. We don't want to expend the time that it will take to pick up that phone or write that email to individuals who are making these decisions for us and our families. And I got to tell you, if you don't do it, who? And who will? If you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. And that's just the bottom line. That is the God's honest truth. It is. Um, one of the important things I think we should mention is it's not just voting for members of the school board and the school chair. It is also making sure that you look down ballot. Yes. Then there's school referendums, whether it's a yes. referendum for curricul- curriculum, uh, for funding, uh, for bond issues of, uh, involving not just your school, but your local government. And it's important that we don't look at just the candidates, look down ballot and see what is yes. out there. And a perfect example we have here in my county, a school bond referendum. And I love the way that they um, worded it. They said, your taxes are not going to go up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, here in South Carolina, we passed a law a number of years ago that property taxes can only be reassessed every so many years. Right. Now, the school bond referendum is coming on a year that the property values are being reassessed. So no, the millage rate that determines how many taxes are is not going to increase. But when they reassess your property, your taxes will increase across the board. Now here in South Carolina, in my county, when you go into a business or a service, they are taxed on property, which includes your computers, your desks, your shelving, your cabinets, 
your chairs and you pay a full sales tax every year on the school tax millage rate. So your price of bread will go up. Your price of eggs will go up. The price of your babysitter will go up. The price of gasoline. I'm sorry, gasoline won't, but everything else will go up. Plus your property values, your cars, your homes, your boats, all will go up. So no, your taxes won't increase. Yeah, and I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. Right. It's so funny. We have a similar thing on our ballot this year. One of them is called Proposition HH. And a lot of people call it Preposition HH <laughs> because it is it is so wrong on so many levels. Because here in Colorado, we have what is called the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. The Taxpayer Bill of Rights states that the government cannot raise taxes ever without asking us permission. So they have to bring it to the voter anytime they want to raise taxes. So what they do is they put these propositions on there. And like you said, they make it sound like it's so good. Like your taxes are not going to go up. This is, and they always say the same wording. This will not increase your taxes. I tell people when you read that, no, they're going to raise your taxes (laughs) and vote no. So we have all these different propositions and amendments and whatever they're calling them now on our ballot. And I, I, the one thing we do from our office is tell people, vote no on everything. They have mill levies asking for more money for schools. And I'm telling you right now, our schools get so much money. I can't help it if you don't want to appropriate those funds correctly. And that's what is happening. So demand from your schools. I want to see where you're spending this money. Demand it. You paid the taxes. Yep. And if you look at the amount of money that goes into the classroom per student, to, yes. That goes into administrative yep. and what we call brick and mortar course, um, the school building maintenance and everything else. Look at those tax dollars and they'll give you a round figure and say, well, it costs X amount of dollars to educate your child. But then look at the, what they're not including in that cost. And that is the administrative cost. That's the brick and mortar cost. That should be all lumped into one figure so you know exactly what each student is going to cost to be schooled. And they'll play the numbers game. Don't let them do it. Question them on that. Exactly. I mean, because like we were saying, moms, you are the ones who are paying those tax dollars and you want your child educated. That's reading, writing, arithmetic. We've gotten so far from that because now we have the CRT and the SELs and all the other stuff that we're talking about. Do not allow the schools to bring in the pornography books that is is just everywhere now for your little babies to see. Do not allow them to teach your children that they are less than or more than because of the color of their skin. That is a lie. Teach your child to respect individuals, but teach them to obey the rules. And you've got to hold these elected officials, these board members, these superintendents. You have got to hold their feet to the fire because if you don't, they'll keep doing what they're doing and your child will graduate from high school not knowing what one plus one is because they decide if it wants to be three. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's the God's honest truth. And ask yourself, if you your child can't drive or drink or own a firearm before a certain age, why are they looking at something that is so pornographic that an adult is not allowed to look at it, but now suddenly a child is? If the adult's brain is, is not developed until the age of 27, 
How do you expect a child of five, six, eight, or 12 to make the decisions that an adult going into their 30s is just learning to make? I have watched these school board meetings across the country, Annie, where they're reading portions from book and they are so offensive. That's all I can think of right now. And school board members will actually say, you cannot read that in here. Well, you're allowing it in the school and people are saying, well, you're trying to, you're trying to get rid of, of, of us. Uh, what, what is that? Burning books. No, there's just some things that kids should not be allowed to read. And so we're going to leave it right there. We'll be right back after this break and maybe we'll touch on that again and maybe we'll touch on something else. So we'll see you back here in a few minutes. Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066. Okay, welcome or back to, to Moms of Course America. I'm Annie Ubelis with my, co- my co-host Vicki Tompkins. And you can always find me at Southern Sense. And Vicki, we have a lot to talk about. We're talking about the school board issues and everything else. Uh, but we now have a new speaker of the house. And that's a whole nother ball game out there. And it's going to get hot and heavy coming into this upcoming election cycle. Yes. One of the things I had been doing a little research on um, um, Johnson, I, I didn't know. I had not ever heard his name. I'd never seen a video on the man. I knew nothing about Mike Johnson from Louisiana. And so I started doing a little bit of research, not just current stuff, but things in the past and what he's done. Found out about him. Uh, I understand that he is a, a Christian man. And uh, that people were praying for him even before his name even got tossed into the mix of this. And (laughs) it's so funny. Uh, I was doing some research on him and his family the other day and saw where um, they're really going after his wife because she was a counselor, uh, a Christian counselor. And so they were really going after her on that. And I thought, you know what? Can the guy do the job? Can he do what's necessary to to get everything back in order? Because I got to tell you, I don't think there's been order in in the House of Representatives for a very, very long time. And this guy seems to be very respected by all Republicans. And I can't say that for Democrats because they're going to come after him because they've got to they've got to make him look bad, because if he does anything good, then they have to bring up something to make it well, he's not everything you think he is. <laughs> so, so it's kind well, of- you know, uh, well, you know, uh, if you remember going back to um, George Bush uh, when he had the twins, his two daughters, in when he was president, they went after the girls. And I was like, wait a minute, wait, the kids are supposed to be off limits, but they weren't. Uh, but then you get Obama into office, and no, no, the kids are off limits, mm-hmm. and Hillary Clinton and Chelsea are off limits, and yet suddenly. If you go to the other side of the political aisle, all gloves are off. You go after the kids, you go after the spouse, you go after the brother. 
I'm sorry, we went after Billy Beer. <laughs> hey, that was a joke more than anything else. Uh, but in this case, it's gotten even more vicious. And the vitriol that is coming, of course, from the other side of the aisle is absolutely stunning. And matter of fact, I'm going to read a quote from Representative Su- Suzanne Delbain of Washington. She's the chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee which works to elect the party members to the House. And she stated that it was a badge of shame for anyone that voted for uh, Speaker Johnson, that they abandoned the American people to Johnson's extreme agenda to pass. Now, here we go. They're going to make this the national issue, pass a national abortion ban. They're going to defund law enforcement. Wait a minute. I don't recall the Republicans calling for defunding. That comes in left-winging cities. They want to slash Social Security and Medicare. And they made their choice, and voters will make them, and they will reject uh, Republican extremism, calling anyone that supports Trump an ultra-mag extremist, which is now lumped, according to the FBI, as a terrorist. So basically anyone who voted for Johnson is now going to be lumped as a terrorist. Absolutely. That's their mode of operation. You have to understand something. Think about when Nancy Pelosi was speaker, how awful she was. I mean, when you are the speaker of the house and you get up and you talk about moving something, but you will read it after we vote for it, talking about the Obama insurance and medical stuff. We'll read it afterwards. Just go ahead and pass it and then we'll read it later. That's not leadership. No. However much time it takes you to read those 2,000 pages, read them, because that is going to impact America. And the only thing they have is to victimize or vilify, excuse me, vilify uh, someone that doesn't believe like they do. What has the Democrat Party ever done for America but bring destruction? And I'm sorry, I didn't start out wanting to bash Democrats, I'm looking at policy. I'm looking at governance. And if you're not going to look at every single thing in the lens of, is this constitutional? When it comes across your desk as a legislator, then what are you looking at? Because you take a constitutional vow that everything you do will be based on the constitution. Your decisions will be we will be geared toward the Constitution and how that affects the American people. You don't take a pledge to a party. You take a pledge to the Constitution. Absolutely. And there's 13 enumerated powers within the Constitution that you and I know about. But when was the last time Congress or any any branch of the government has followed the Constitution? And when was the last time a Speaker of the House had the ability to reach across the aisles and come to an agreement? Oh, wait a minute. Under Ronald Reagan, Tip O'Neill, a Democrat and a Republican would do what they called kitchen meetings, the the kitchen conferences. And they would sit down in the White House, in the kitchen and talk the issues over and come to an agreement, both sides of the aisle that could be voted on to move this nation forward. And that's what we need, something to unite, whether or not Johnson has that ability. But I did have one hope when I listened to his acceptance speech and the way in which he addressed both halves of the house and he reached of course the aisle and he said god placed you here at this point in this time for a purpose know what your purpose is and let's move this house forward those words resonated in me and even as i think of it it gives me chills 
that yes. maybe this was the hand of God saying, this is the man for this point in this time. And let's see what he can do. We know the left is already battling up. I believe there's 21 seats that they were looking at that were in Biden territory that the Republicans have candidates running in. They're looking to tear those seats back. So we have to be super careful and then give support wherever we can. And that's why I think on a show, we want to emphasize uh, moms getting that constitution, because if you don't know, how do you know if these guys are truly representing you well? I mean, this is just one seat, the Speaker of the House. However, that's a lot of power because you, the, the Speaker of the House, determines what comes to the floor to be voted on by these lawmakers. So that position is very, very important. However, all the positions are important because they're going to vote. They're going to vote on whether or not this is going to be presented to our children. They're going to vote whether or not this is going to be put on the American people. I mean, my goodness, how is Bidenomics working for us? It's not working. <laughs> I mean, I went to the grocery store the other day and I'm, I know what I normally paid for certain things. I walked out the door. I had paid twice as much than I paid even six months ago for the same exact items. I was furious. I was furious because I thought, oh my goodness, how are some people doing this? That's They're not. What I, I, I just don't understand it. People are having to make decisions about whether to buy food because they have to put gas in their cars to be able to go to work, to make some money, to be able to buy the food. But when they make the money to buy the food, they can only get half of what they were getting six months ago. And it's not just food. It's also in medication and everything else. Yes. And I'll give a perfect example in my own household occurred, started last night and I've been battling it through today. The medication for my 91 year old mother back in April, Six months ago, exactly six months ago, cost $126. Today, when I went to renew the prescription, I put it in last night. I get a text on my phone. That same prescription has jumped to $406. When she gets less than $2,000 a month on Social Security, how is she to afford a medication that has increased from $126 to $406? So it's not just food we have to make the decision on, but we now have our people here that are infirmed, our elderly, that need their medications to live, people on diabetes or any other serious illness. How can they afford their medication to survive, much less food or clothing or housing or any other issue? And then they want to put more taxes on our our uh, on us on the school on school boards and communities folks look down ballot and look yeah. at the people that are running the seats they're going i was incorrect i said 21 seats it is 18 seats and they're predominantly in uh california new york uh arizona and new jersey and i believe oregon and there's one seat in nebraska that going after these are in seats that are held by republicans but were carried by biden in the previous election. So we got to look not just on the down ballot, but give support across the nation to these other seats that are up for grabs. We've got to keep yeah. the House and we got to take back the Senate. We have to. We have to because we have to get some good governance in there. And I don't always agree with every single uh, Republican. However, at least the majority of them are about the American people and not um, selfish ambition or whatnot. So uh, Moms Across America, I know we've talked about some heavy things, elections and all of that coming up, but those are important. 
that's the reason we do this show because we want to inform you of what's going on. Because at the end of the day, we are the ones that elect these people. And when they get into those positions, they're the ones making decisions for us and our families. So we have to be very uh, aware of what's going on and don't ignore that ballot to the degree that you do not vote. Because I've always said this, and you probably will agree with me, Annie, you have no right to complain if you don't vote. If you're not gonna get out there and vote, please don't, don't, don't complain. Because you just gave up that right. People died, bled, worked very hard to give many of us a right to vote. Don't squander it away. Vote. Get out there. I just wish, you know what I wish? I wish they'd make vote uh, election day a national holiday. So it, nobody has to think about going to work. They can just go in. They can vote and set, put on their little sticker, I voted, and go home and just relax and say, I did my civic duty. We make it hard for people to vote these days, but moms. And one other thing I would say, if you have friends, neighbors, or families, turn around and offer to give them a ride to the polling place. <laughs> so if you go, bring a bunch of you together and vote, but always do it peacefully and respectfully. Absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with that. So November 7th, is that right? Is that the right date? I should know that. That is the date. <laughs> that is the date. That is election day. So hey, one week we away. Have, yeah, you have a week. Take a few minutes. Look at your ballot. Go in and do your civic duty. And always remember, moms across America, you are America. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. God bless. We are Americans, male and female, from many races and cultures from all over the world. One thing above all else is we are patriots who protect our nation and defend, when necessary, our Constitution from attacks both foreign and domestic. Today, as American patriots, we must take back our country from those who want to destroy it and us. We must start by taking back our children and their education. Parents, not union, should be in charge of our children's education. We must be sure that they are taught about the greatness of America and its people. Our children should not be indoctrinated with the belief that parents are racist and are evil and trying to destroy the world. As patriots, we must take back our country from foreign nations who want to destroy us and our way of life. Yes, as patriots, we want America to be first. We want an open and fair trade policy, energy independence, safe cities, and secure borders where we can grow and prosper as a nation of free people. Become an American patriot. Help take back America by voting Republican in the November. Thank you for joining us today, and we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com. And give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.